This is one of the new 10 mil honey jars. Um, but the this was the first one I did. And the perk in it, I did more of like rounded holes instead of slits. And I don't like them. So the ones that I sold that I made, which I don't have one here, look just like this. And the perk's the same exact size with down facing uh, the perk facing down. But literally, it's such a minor change. Like if I showed you in person without water, you'd be like, so what's the difference? And I'd be like, well, see how they're kind of like more oval instead of round, the holes? And you'd be like, oval instead of round. I'm like, yeah, the oval hits different. <laughs> like that's, it's dumb. But like my, even my employees, I was showing them and they're like, you're going to, because I made a couple of these and then I had them done for the sale. And then I hit them and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, they hit, I mean, I'm going to smoke it. You'll see it functions great. It sounds great. But there's a feel that my pieces have had since day one. There's a certain purr that I like to have underlying and everything. And I think it's from like literally the shape of the holes. Um, so these holes are a little too round, but they're the same size holes and everything. They're just too round. I want them more like rectangular, kind of like longer ovals. So yeah, really dumb, fine things that people probably really wouldn't care that much about, but I care about for some reason. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 72 of the podcast. If you've never watched this podcast before, essentially what it is, an hour rant. We talk about glass, uh, small business owner stuff, life stuff, and also really random shit, too. My name's Evan. I'm the owner and glass floor at Bear Mountain Studios, and this is the What's Up, Everybody podcast. Uh, before we get into it today, make sure you guys sign up for our newsletter at bmsglass.com. It's the best way to stay up to date on all of our drops, giveaways, and everything we do at Bear Mountain Studios. But let's get right into it. I need to smoke. It's been... An insane morning. Well, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to fucking smoke weed every day. Because <coughs> if I had a job where I couldn't smoke weed after a stressful morning, then I don't know what I'd do with the rest of the day. It might be a fucking mess. But <coughs> I get, I'm lucky enough for my job. I gotta do. I gotta do testing. I gotta test these things. Make sure they work right. You know. Make sure everything's functioning right. So I gotta smoke a lot of weed. Uh, what I'm smoking today, though, is I got some OGKB. It's a really, really good, um, I don't even know, it's just like a really good sour, gassy strain. It's a really nice, like, OG strain. Um, whenever the dispensary has it, has it, I grab it. And then the Terps on the table today, because we're going to be taking some dabs. We got some Banana OG. This is the Premium Live Rosin from LaserCat. And then we have the GMO, which is the Lava Rosin from LaserCat. So lava rosin is a different consistency than the live rosin. We can probably show those and talk about them in a little bit when we get into them. But I'm trying to catch my breath and fucking smoke weed, which is kind of like counterintuitive, but it's happening. So we're trying to do two things at the same time that kind of fight each other. I'm trying to catch my breath because we've just been running. Worked out this morning, got locked out of my house, had to run around, run to my, where my wife was getting her hair done, get keys. It's just been a whole thing. <coughs> but nothing bad. Nothing bad, just busy. Um, these bubblers, I'll tell you what, these bubblers, one thing I did not think about when selling these bubblers and making them a new product is that my kilns aren't that big. I can literally only make three of these in a day and then my kiln's fucking full. 
So we did the big drop of 20 of them, which the last group, I mean, we're waiting on mood mats right now, realistically. We are about 13 mood mats short of shipping everything. So there's like 13 pieces right now that haven't gone out. Um, hopefully we get the mood mats by Monday or Tuesday. Um, cause we were, we were waiting on a mood mat order and it's about three and a half, four weeks behind when they said we were going to get it. And we're not trying to be on their case cause we love mood mats. And if they haven't got us the, the mood mats, that means that they're just, you know, busy. There's a lot of shit going on. So, but either way, if the fucking mood mats aren't here by Tuesday, we're going to have to ship the pieces probably without mood mats and then ship mood mats separately to anyone that didn't get their mood mat just because we're waiting on a big box of mood mats to finish shipping. But besides that, everything's looking great, but I did not plan. I should have planned better. I didn't realize that I was like, fuck, my kilns are too small for my ambition. And so right now we're in the process of getting two more big ass kilns, one big one. And then, sorry, I'm burping the fucking mic. And then one custom large kiln. So both big, but one's going to be bigger than the other. And uh, I won't be doing another large bubbler drop until I get a bigger kiln. I'll probably do drops of like these on Sunday sales. I'll have like four or five of them available, but nothing. I won't have like the 20 or 30 piece bubbler drops again until the bigger kiln's hooked up, hopefully by November. So we can do like some big bubbler drops for Christmas time and stuff so people can surprise their loved ones with a sweet flower bub. Um, I'm working on right now to expanding the team. I need to find a skilled lathe worker to help with the flower line. Um, my guys are RBR trained with like, I mean, they don't make the RBRs. I make all those, but they're, they prep color and they prep opals and everything they make is for the RBR designs. So I need to build the flower tube team. Um, and the reason I need to do that too is because a lot of people, man, there's a lot of people that smoke flour. It's insane. I, there's, I forget there's more people that smoke flour than fucking hash. There always will be. So there's a huge amount of people that could experience my function if I could just get the fucking flower pieces out there. So I do need to expand the team. I want to offer ash catchers for these and stuff too, but I can't do that until I have some help. I'll probably make a few, but making them actually available because I'd love to just have ash catchers and bubblers just on the website. That way, like someone scoops a bubbler, like, oh, I want to um, add on an ash catcher. I want them to have people to have the ability to do that so they can upgrade their piece and add stuff to it. So it's more fun from the buyers um, and more, more fun of an experience. So right now I'm about to um, post a thing here in the next few weeks looking for a full-time lathe worker because we have a fourth vertigo or a third vertical lathe that's going to be here soon. We have the brand new giant lathe. So there's four lathes in my studio and there's usually only one or two of them spinning at any given time. All four of these fucking things should be spinning all the time. So I'm going to be looking for a lathe worker to help me with the RBR or the Bear Mountain Studios flower line. I'm going to keep doing all the RBR shit the way I've been doing it. So there will only be as many as I can really make with those. But with the flower tubes, I want to build a team so I have people that can help me with prep on these. Like help me prep perks, help me prep uh, cans. Like I'll do all the assembly and shit. I just need people like basically if you think of it like a restaurant, I need people cutting up the onions so I can be on the line cooking everything. Like I can't be cutting all the onions up and carrots up and everything. I need someone to pre-cut everything for me so then I can do then, you know, cook an awesome dish for my customers. So that's what I'm working on right now. I have to get out of my like little like anxiety shell I'm in. Like my wife and everyone's been like, you gotta get more people on the team. You gotta get more people on the team. But it stresses me a fuck out because I barely got myself together. I barely have a grasp on the two guys I have working here, giving them enough time. Um, so, but I have to just be better. And that's all there is to it. 
So even though it's challenging and I'm exhausted and it's a little scary trying to add more people to the family, it's like I got to just fucking do it if I want to see these flower pieces come to fruition and start getting fucking out there into people's hands because 20 isn't shit. Like there needs to be like a lot more for anyone to even see them or for them to even be resold like because people are kind of probably going to sell these for more than they bought them because they're bought them for 500 bucks and these are not a small piece. Like, like this is... This is like, this honey jar cycler right here is like an $800 piece. This was a $500 piece. You show a customer that's not educated, they're gonna think the big boy's more expensive. Well, there's way more welds and shaping and technical shit when it comes to this little ass recycler as opposed to this large flower bub. This flower bub is technical. I'm not belittling it because holy shit, these things have humbled me. I, it's hard making big glass. Um, it's hard because there's a lot more surface area to bang against shit and fuck up stuff. And I don't know. These are just big ass pieces. My kilns, God, the finished, the finished bubblers that I sold ended up way bigger than the first ones I made. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed the foot's bigger. They're actually a little taller. Um, these things ended up being about 17 inches tall. So they're not small. Like these are like a big piece and probably by next year, as I refine the design and make sure it's like perfect and dialed and and I want to also get some cool custom sandblasting stencils for the flower line that's like I, mean, I don't want to like leak it too soon but there's some things I want to do and then the price of these probably will go up a little bit next year they'll probably go up to like 600 because there's going to be <coughs> I didn't oh my god these are expensive just the tubing for them. It's, there's a lot I didn't think about. I have a lot of respect for people who own large clear tube companies that are producing clear tubes and selling them to shops and stuff and people. It's, uh, it's got its own challenges as opposed to people making like fully colored stuff that's a little smaller. But as I say a little smaller, this is a huge piece in our current market when it comes, this orange piece right here. This is a huge piece in our current market when it comes to fucking hash pipes and stuff like that. This thing right here is like 10 inches tall like this one right here is about from the top of this mouthpiece it's about eight inches tall like these are all still on the bigger side for fucking oil rigs and stuff like i can make smaller shit but like it's just something i like making the bigger pieces because like they function really really well especially if the perk is designed right it will move the water effortlessly and in a way where there's enough water in there where you get to really enjoy the feel of the water rumbling and spinning and shaking the piece just from the fucking rpms and like torque and power of the water spraying through here into the drain section i don't know but these bubblers are definitely on the bigger side and i've learned a lot already doing the first 20 and i'm like well bro i need bigger kilns and i need um, a prep area for clear tubing where it can be clean cut and get set to go onto the lathe to be turned into these so i got to actually adjust my studio a little bit for the flower line too but realistically i'm gonna have to buy a building next year I'm going to have to, and it's just what I'll have to do. And I'll have to expand the team a little bit. We'll probably need like shipping people. I'll need like a full-time assistant. Um, there's just, cause things are changing, you know, like, um, I got to prepare myself for eventually like Cormac, he's in school and stuff. Like he might, he's not going to be here forever. And I don't want him to be here forever. I want to see him do things and do his own thing too. So I have to be caught, um, Conscience, oh God. I can't even think right now. I took like one hit of weed. I'm not even that high. I honestly have no excuse. I went to bed kind of early, like went to bed by 1230. Um, but either way, yeah, I, I don't, 
I need to be like conscious of that. Like people aren't going to be here forever and everything's limited. So, and if I want the company to be consistent and sustainable so that like our drops are consistent for our customers and the quality continues to go up and up and up, um, I need to get more space it is what it is. Like I've built this beautiful home studio, 99% of glass floors I talk to be like, this is the dream dude. You're set. Like, don't get a bigger space. Don't get a bigger space. And everyone tells me that, but like, my ambitions aren't just making enough money so that I can pay the bills for the month and then play video games and travel. That's not my ambition. My ambition is to build something that creates a source of income for a group of people who all have similar, like, you know, morals or thought process or ideas of what living a good life is. I'm trying to create a small economy in my area. People can work with me. We can build something together to be proud of, have something that pays our bills, but go to a job that it's different, it's cool, it's fun, and it's productive. So when I talk to a lot of my peers and colleagues about it and they tell me not to expand, no one's told me to expand, by the way. Every single person said, don't do it, dude. Like, your studio is like perfect, stay at home, like all these things. Because when you expand all the overhead, everything gets more expensive. And then if you're um, income slows down, like maybe you don't, people aren't buying your work as much or frequently, then all of a sudden you have all this overhead, but you're not making enough money to now pay for the overhead you took on. But in my opinion, it's for me, like I've always wanted a warehouse or a large space that I could turn into my own like fantasy factory. Like I'd put like a mini ramp in there and shit. Like I would, like my wife could have like aerial silks hanging from the ceiling and kind of a glass blowing studio. I've been someone that's always wanted a pole barn or some sort of larger property to just for activities and to have a business in. And, um, you know, maybe someday if I get really successful and buy some old classic cars or something, put them in there. But, um, I've always kind of wanted that. So of course I'm taking other people's advice and trying to like talk to people. I'm like, Oh, what do you think? Um, but I'm also like listening to like my own instinct and what I feel and what I like. And we're definitely doing something different here. Like everybody that supports Bear Mountain and what me and the guys, how hard we all work here on the team and stuff. Like there's something different happening here for sure. It's, it's, um, it doesn't, it's like a different type of, um, atmosphere and maybe a different type of collector. Like maybe it's not. Cause I feel like a lot of people that collect my work are like normal ass people that fucking work hard and for their money. Like they work normal ass jobs and like, they're like, enjoy like being part of like the cannabis community a little bit, but also living their other life too. Like it's not so much like the only people who buy this high end glass now is like the really, the people that are super into it and they go to all the shows and that it's like, no, there's like normal ass people that maybe like on the weekends is when they like get to enjoy their RBR and stuff on the weekdays, they got to be playing mom or dad or whatever. Um, so I think there's a whole different type of collector that's being drawn to my company, which is exactly what the people I want to draw. I want to draw in normal ass people because I'm that normal ass dude. I used to be the guy up on the roof laying shingles, fucking wait until I had enough money to buy that fucking Toro I've been saving up for, for fucking a year. So, and then it fucking of course sells the color I want. Finally, when you go to the shop, you know what I mean? You get your money together. And this is how it was back in the day. Like at least when, you know, glass used to sit on shelves more and stuff. Nowadays, a lot of people sell them on the internet. Um, Back when I was first buying glass, like, man, I would save for months and months. And, like, every week I'd go in and look at the piece I want. But, man, someday I'm going to fucking scoop that, get the money, and then finally have the money. You go in there and they don't have the lip wrap color you want anymore. Still got a Toro, though. Still super happy with it, but I wanted a specific color. But <coughs> my point is is that I was that same dude that was, like, working 
normal jobs that are challenging and at times are depressing and but like my light at the end of the tunnel or the thing I looked forward to was saving up for that piece or like you know at the end of the day when everything chills out even if the world's ending like going to my house throwing on the office and smoking a bowl or taking a dab like it was the simple things it was though that I mean that was the more complicated life got and the more I thought I wanted the more upset I would have would be like and then once I realized it was just simple as like Hey, if you can find a quiet time for even 15 minutes a day to sit down and just relax and decompress, like consider yourself lucky. There's some people out there that 24 seven, they're just trying to survive and it's a struggle. And I'm not just talking about people in third world countries. There's people that live in a nice household. They're struggling dealing with things day to day. Um, you know, like hardship and depression, um, doesn't necessarily correlate with just people who are suffering financially. Some people out there like, you know, are financially okay, but they deal with like toxic people in their life. So but yeah, like I was, I just felt lucky to be able to smoke and work my ass off and try to save up for that piece. So that's my point. I think we're drawn in collectors that are normalized people that have that same kind of mindset where like, this is my escape once a day or whatever, once a week on the weekends, however you smoking ritual works or what works with your lifestyle. Of course, we're all different. Um, I smoke all day, lots, but yeah. And I, I think that the flower line is going to draw more of those collectors in because there's a lot of people that watch and like the work but they don't smoke hash at all yeah and i'm really excited to produce more flower pieces i've got ideas but i need help i cannot make all this by myself i need like i'm full of ideas and i have them on paper and i want to make a couple but then i need someone to take the reins and help me produce that product or this product <coughs> <coughs> so that we can offer this function to more people so it's not just a, a small group that gets to un, try it and enjoy it. Wow, that GMO is fucking, or not GMO, that OGKB. This batch is like extra, extra sour. It's really, really good. My plants are fucking looking killer outside. First time growing outdoor in Colorado. My plants are looking good. They're like, I'm... Me and my wife were both actually shocked. We're like, man, we must have just got like the perfect season or weather this summer for growing these plants because like Colorado has really bad PM problems. Like I have definitely like my lilacs and stuff outside have a little bit of PM on them, but my plants, my weed plants have nothing. And I mean, they've been, they were sprayed early on and I've like, I use silica and things. I use things to boost my plant's immune system and it's natural defense to things like pests or mildews. So I do that on top of like, I did foliar feeding until like the second week of flower. Now we're no longer foliar feeding because, um, you can foliar feed deeper into flower, but I, I choose not to. Um, I find the flush sometimes it takes a little longer with the foliar feeding. I don't know if it's so much as the flush as you have to just let the plants shed off that foliar feed you gave them at week five or whatever but I only go up to about for the first 14 days and I stop once I start seeing like buds really starting to pop up I stop doing it I kind of just help to get them all like a nice little protective barrier all juiced up and ready for the uh the flowerings part of their life but yeah my plants are looking great out there so far so good I hope they don't jinx it but you know what I mean you could I could be at week seven and be like oh fuck there's pm like damn um but either way like we're not what's fun about growing these plants is back in the day when I used to grow plants, we used to like have to rely on that, but like, fuck, if the garden got fucked up, that means that we're not getting enough money for the bills that month. Like no lie. Like I definitely grew weed and like when glass wasn't selling the, there was like one year where people were not buying a lot of work 
and we were literally relying on our garden for at least eight months. And it was like what we smoked too for our personal life, but we smoked less so that we could afford to pay our bills. Cause we're like, we gotta smoke a little less and we gotta sell some of this so we can pay our bills, get through it. Um, that's why I don't get too ahead of myself with investing in myself and like building my business. Of course, I'm talking about buying a building and stuff, but it's all calculated. Um, I don't get too far ahead of myself because I know things change and there's little ebb and flows. There's dips. Sometimes things slow down for a little bit. Then they peak again for a while. Then they slow down. And I'm not going to put my family or myself in a situation where we're unnecessarily stressed because we had big ideas. Um, and also, too, I'm a high school dropout, so I try to be very careful with how excited I get about things because the decisions could be made quickly and without enough um, thought put into them. And then that leads to uh, complications, lots of stress you made a bad decision so i try to be like i try to know my place stay in my lane you know what i'm saying try not to think i'm someone i'm not and um you know just hope i make the fucking right decisions so i don't fuck shit up but i think we're doing the right thing we're paying so much in taxes right now that like our accountant's like you gotta buy a building that way you can have a write-off every month and i'm like okay sounds good and that way too we start you know kind of like from a business side or like a personal like growth financially, like buying real estate isn't always good, but it's better than leaving the money sitting in a bank. You know what I'm saying? It's better than losing at least 2% every year of your money that sits in the bank because the bank just spends your money. They take your shit. Better off investing it into something. There's some glass I want to buy. Like there's, you know, there's honestly certain glass blowers that I want to buy their work right now because I feel like it's going to be worth a lot in a few years. Like those are some investments I want to make. There's a couple dudes out there that are doing like certain like marbles and flips. And there's a couple recycler makers that I'm like, I need to buy one of your pieces and put it in a Pelican and just let it sit for a few years. Cause I absolutely believe in this industry and people have made some money in this industry for sure. Holding on to certain artists, selling stuff. I mean, I have friends that have now sold every piece I've made them basically because I've been doing good the last few years and my friends are like oh market's up with evan sell 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 <laughs> like but you know what i mean but like i'm like you guys should have held on to those you're crazy but they made money but more what i was saying me believing in this industry there's something me and my wife want to do and i'm don't know how to necessarily i'll explain what we want to do and then i'll explain the problem with what we're not sure how will we do that okay so people say like oh like you know, give to charity or this or that. And like, I've done charity stuff, but I've, and I've, I've like, th I've donated thousands of charity. I don't, and I'm not like sure who it's helping. So I always say this thing to people like, oh, you like want the world to get better. It's like, just be kinder to the people who are directly around you. Be nice to your wife, your husband, like be more thoughtful with people, like be more understanding, you know, to make the world better. You got to take care of the people around you. That's the most important thing. If everyone in the world take care, took care of the people directly around them, we probably wouldn't have any problems because there wouldn't be someone out there that was sad or not picked for the dodgeball game or whatever. Like, of course, bad things are going to happen, but if you have people around you that love you, even if horrible things happen, you can find a way to get through it. Um, but more of my point is, is like, I've always like do these things and I'm like, and say, and say stuff. I'm almost got to follow my own, um, advice. And so we've, we're trying to think of a way that basically we can invest in our own community to make glass blowing and better things better for glass blowers. So basically what I think I'm gonna do is bi-monthly, like every two months or maybe four times a year, I'm going to auction. I think we're gonna do probably an auction or maybe we'll just put it on the website, first come, first serve. 
but we're going to sell a piece. And then 100% of the profits from that piece are going to be directly donated to a glassblower. It doesn't matter if they're a beginner or an OG. Maybe this glassblower needs new equipment. Maybe they're having a hard time right now and they need some money to keep you know, everything going and together. So we're going to do something like that so that we directly invest in our own community. I'm just going to invest in other glassblowers. They don't have to like me. They don't have to follow me. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's more the point of if we invest in each other, maybe there'll be some like larger benefit down the road for the whole community. Um, because there's a lot of incredibly talented people, but that just because you're talented doesn't necessarily mean you're worth selling or you maybe just because you're talented doesn't mean that you have the equipment or the financial means of investing in that new lap wheel or buying that new torch so that your work, you know, you can pursue something. So. The problem with the whole thing is though, is how do you do it in a way so that, how do you pick someone? Like, and how do you do it in a way where it doesn't seem like weird? Like when someone's like, why are you trying to give me money? I'm doing fine. Like you don't want to be like, hurt someone's pride or be disrespectful. This is very, from one angle, yeah, it sounds very like good idea and giving, but then all these other angles I'm looking at, I'm like, this could get messy really quick. Like people, Cause it's funny, like giving someone a thousand bucks or $2,000 or whatever the piece will sell for, like giving that to someone, of course, a lot of people will be gracious, but then other people might see it differently. And what if like, and it's almost like, how do you pick though? Do I have like collectors almost do it being like, I love this glass bar, support him, but like he's been having a hard time lately or she's been having a hard time lately. I want to nominate so-and-so for this, this month's, you know, glass blower. Uh, grant or whatever we'll call it because like for taxes I'm gonna have to call it something so we can legally do it um, because for some reason the government doesn't want you just giving people money or whatever there's always got to be a reason and they got to know why um, so but whatever we call it, but like do people get nominated these these are some of the things I want to figure out so I don't know if I should make a post and ask people's point of view or if I should just keep meditating on it and just make a stern decision by myself and not include anyone because it's I'm the one doing it and at the end of the day I make the final decision. I'm not sure, but I need to find a platform or a way to do it where it also doesn't take too much of my time. That's a big thing. My time is crazy. I'm so busy that, you know, spending like five, six hours on a piece and like selling it to donate to someone, that's how much time I can do. Like, you know, like five, like six, eight hours, a full day, I'll donate that to someone like every other month or something. I'll give someone a day of my time to help them, basically is the idea of it. Um, but I need to find a way that either we nominate people, uh, pick people, or maybe someone comments a glassblower's name and whoever's comment gets the most likes, that's the glassblower that we donate it to. I don't know. I'd prefer to use Instagram. That way I don't have to learn a whole nother app and do a whole more work. You know, it's got it. Like I said, time is a big thing. So that's why I'm talking about it on here. I'll make a post and maybe someone can give me a really creative idea that doesn't take too much time yet. It ensures that someone that actually needs it is getting the money. Um, we'll figure it out though. Either way, that's the goal is to try to find a way to directly invest in our community. Like we've done all sorts of charities over the last few years because a lot of fucked up shit's happened over the last few years. So we've been don donating to all sorts of stuff that I didn't even know was a thing. You know, people educate me all the time. They're like, hey, here's a group of people that's really struggling. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a specific group of people that was having like struggle and turmoil. Like I, like I'm getting educated so much over, over the last few years on just like all the people who are suffering right now and all these different um, groups with their different 
like different types of suffering. You know what I mean? Everyone's shit's different. But yeah, it's like, how do you, how do you give back to your own community in a productive way that like, I don't want anything either. Like I don't, the person that gets it doesn't even have to follow me. Like they don't even have to like my shit. Like this is literally just like, almost like if I could walk into a launch room full of glass blowers and I saw one person that maybe was like, just like a super talented person, but they didn't have enough food on their tray. I just want to scrape a little food off mine onto theirs and then keep walking. Like, I'm like, I don't need anything, bro. Like, you're good. Like, I just, I'm just trying to like, there, just that'll help because you've got the skill or you're, you seem like a cool dude. Just crush. I don't know. We have to do it in a way where like, too, it's not uh, like, it's a weird thing. Like, how do you like give something to someone and not make them feel like they want to like, write you a nice letter or something or like any I don't want to make anyone feel any type of way is my point I almost wish I could do it anonymous like like money would just pop up in their Venmo or PayPal and like it'd be like congratulations here's some money spend it on glass material or something related to your glass business I'm trying to invest in glass blowers maybe I could start an investment company and we literally just invest in glass blowers I don't know got lots of ideas started a real estate company the other day because my accountant was like, you got to buy a building, but you can't buy it with your company. You have to start a new company, buy with that company, and then charge your company fucking rent. So you have a write-off. And I'm like, this is all too much. I dropped out in 10th grade. Smoke weed all day. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Sure. We'll start a real estate company. Might as well. <laughs> what else are we doing? I'm going to take some dabs here in a minute, too. Just a chatty Kathy today because last episode was a, a guest one. And even though I talk a lot. Still feel like I didn't talk enough, so I gotta get it all out now, you know. That was a fun episode with Reds at Works, though. I could definitely talk to Jake. Got to kick it with him. Super easy to talk to. <coughs> wow, that's good. Oh, and I also had Taffy Tube stop by the studio and made me this glass. He made the foot. To look similar to my bubs so he could show me how to like how he would make the feet by hand and make these like really sharp feet because i get scared of sharp edges and sometimes when you have a sharp edge like you'll have like a weird little pinch in there that'll check or something or crack when i say check it's just like crack um but no i learned a lot and i was stoked like having taffy in the studio nico whatever whatever you want to call him real name or his instagram handle um having him in the studio is so cool because he's like a real glass blower like when I see myself, I see myself as like a construction worker that found a torch and started putting things together that you could smoke weed through. When I see him, it's like a classically trained, like a real glass blower. Like, like he knows how to do all the soft glass stuff. He knows what things are called. He just, he's like the real deal. So having him in the studio talking to me and like teaching me some things was so fucking cool. Um, and he, he even said to me too, this made me feel really good. And if he was lying, I'm fine. Like, he doesn't even have to be telling me the truth. He could have just said this to be really nice to me, and that's all I needed. Like, I tell my wife, I'm like, just tell me I'm doing great, even if I'm failing. I just need to, I need some sort of reassurance that it's okay. But he goes, um, he goes, yeah, man. He's like, so many people, uh, so many glass blowers I know have recommended your podcast to me. On my drive home, I'm going to check it out. And then I was like, oh, that's so cool. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people have said it's like helpful or just like good to throw on while they're working and listen to. And it made me feel so fucking good because this is, I'm so self-conscious about this fucking thing I do. You know, it's, um, it's like a really weird way to communicate with people, but what can you do? It's what I'm doing. 
but it was really awesome to hear someone that I look up to like say that. And then like next time he comes out, I'm definitely gonna have him on the podcast. His time was just really short. He only had like a night here and he like demoed a glass for me. I bought a new roller from him and I, I even talked to him. I was like, how long does it take you to sculpt a head? And he was like six to eight hours at least. And that's if it doesn't crack. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're not doing that right now. <laughs> Cause I wanted him. I was like, maybe he can sculpt the head in like two hours or something. And then give me a head and I'll make a fucking recycling head. That'd be fucking sick. But I think we're going to do some stuff like that in the future here. It's really cool to have him in the studio though. The, like the skill the guy has and the finesse with glass. I'm like, oh, this is like another level. I'm going to keep learning. That's why I'm fucking excited about this career. Cause I'm at the bottom of the hill still. I'm just getting ready to start climbing the mountain. There is like no ceiling. This is unlimited. You want a career with no ceiling, become a glass blower. There is no ceiling. It's ultimate. You can do anything and you can work from home and be a stay at home dad or mom and just fucking enjoy yourself, learn a craft and find some sort of like peaceful meditation throughout the day where you stare at the fire and just create something with your hands. There's nothing more healthy for a human than making something with our hands. It's one thing that we're so special about our species is that we can create tools and create machines and objects that serve a purpose for us to benefit our lifestyle or to make our day easier. You know, it's just one of the most incredible things about humans. So I think it's a necessity for people to make something with your hands and it's a good way to kind of get your mind off of everything you're doing from bills to stress because you have to focus on that thing in your hands that you're working on. It's very difficult to focus on other shit when you're physically holding something and trying to complete a task. So it's like, keep yourself busy, you know, keep learning. It's the only way to honestly steer away from some of the anxiety and depressions that a lot of people feel these days because it's not easy out. It's a weird time. Things are very unsure. So, yeah, so I just keep smoking weed. And making pipes. Let's take some dabs, because I think I've been talking for a bit. Take a dab on this bad boy right here I kept, because it's got a little got a little chip on underneath the mouthpiece right here. A little tiny thing. Honestly, you could probably polish it out, but like, I just get weird about stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to make a new one. Or I'll offer the person a full refund. So I contacted them because when we were getting ready to ship, I fucking I messed it up. But um, I contacted the customer and I was like, hey, man, like I'm, we were getting ready to ship the piece. And I fucked, I fucked up and like chipped the mouthpiece or whatever. And I was like, would you like a full refund or would you like me to remake the piece for you? And um, luckily it was one of my best collectors. Um, and he was like, which is always crazy, like. This is only things like this have only happened a few times where I, you know, knock a piece over or something after it's done and I have to contact someone like, Hey, I know you just paid me for that, but I just fucked it up. Do you want your money back or do you? And it's always seems to be with someone that's like a really heavy supporter. And like, he was so cool about it. And like, he was even like, Oh dude, he's like, he's like, you could have just still sent it to me and just like, whatever, like give me a little discount or something. Like, nah, dude, I want you to have the, this piece the way it's supposed to be. So, um, I have to finish it this week, but I'm just remaking it for him. That way it's perfect. and doesn't have that little, little chip on there. It'll fuck up from me, but I got a new piece pretty stoked on it. I just cleaned it. It's fresh water. Um, and I got some fresh turps to take a dab on. So let's look at the law. I think I'm going to start with, Hmm. I think I'm going to start with the banana OG because I think that the lava rosin, the GMO, I think that might hit me a little bit harder and I'm going to save that for my last dab. 
Or should I do the, you know, honestly, it's like what flavor? Like if you have a really gnarly OG, sometimes it's better to take it on the bigger boy with a little extra water. And then one of these that are more direct, take more of like a fruitier dab. This is one of the new 10 mil honey jars. Um, but the, this was the first one I did and the perk in it, I did more of like rounded holes instead of slits and I don't like them. So the ones that I sold that I made, which I don't have one here, look just like this. And the perks the same exact size with down facing uh, the perk facing down, but literally it's such a minor change. Like if I showed you in person without water, you'd be like, "So what's the difference?" And I'm like, "Well, see how they're kind of like more oval instead of round the holes," and you'd be like, "Oval instead of round." I'm like, "Yeah, the oval hits different." <laughs> like that's it's dumb, but like my even my employees, I was showing them, and they're like, "You're gonna because like, I made a couple of these." And then I had them done for the sale. And then I hit them and I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, they hit, I mean, I'm going to smoke it. You'll see it functions great. It sounds great. But there's a feel that my pieces have had since day one. There's a certain purr that I like to have underlying and everything. And I think it's from the, literally the shape of the holes. Um, so these holes are a little too round. But they're the same size holes and everything. They're just too round. I want them more like rectangular, kind of like longer ovals. So, yeah. Really dumb, fine things that people probably really wouldn't care that much about, but I care about for some reason. I don't know. Because I know how it can hit. I know what it should hit like. And But yeah, this one hits great. It's just more choppy. The round hole is more of like a, a choppier hit. Aja, where are we at for time here? That's why I don't fuck up. I feel like we're fucking cruising, dude. 35? Perfect. Perfect. Oh, shit. So this is sunstone and moonstone blended together. It's absolutely beautiful color on a 14 millimeter double diffused RBR. Yeah. Sunstone's a beautiful color from Molinora, so is moonstone. This guys make some really pretty colors. Man, the colors that went out on this last Sunday sale with the clear lip wraps. So sick, these new colors from PDX. Um, yeah, we're trying to figure out if we should keep doing colored lip wraps on the clear stuff or just do it all clear. Because I've had a couple people request, like, could I just have a clear lip wrap? And then I'll just make theirs with clear instead of color. And then send them a clear bubble cap. But you guys let me down know down below. Like, my wife and I both feel, like, in our hearts that we should keep doing the colored lip wraps. Because it makes them more, like, unique individually. And it helps kind of, like, figure out what year they're from. A bunch of reasons. Or do you think like the clear would it's just all clear looks better? Um, I don't know. You let me know. Um, yeah. Wow. That OGKB is really strong. Let's open this hash and take a look at what we got here while that nail cools down. Oh shit! Do I have a? Oh yeah. Gotta grab a way of testing my heat here. One second. Good, bro. You breathing? Sounds like you're breathing. Oh, that looks different. Okay, well, usually this premium banana stuff is more transparent. Smells wonderful, but it's definitely more, a lot more color to it this time, which I'm fine with. 
the only thing I like about hash being maybe a lighter color is more of like this visual thing, but that does that does not correlate with flavor. Honestly, stuff that has a little bit more color, sometimes the plants have a tendency that the plants go a little bit longer to help develop the terpene on the plant a little more before they extract it from the plant. So that more color in there is just a little more amber in those trichomes typically, especially with this level of hash. This looks beautiful. It smells like it's it smells like this chiquita banana I used to get back in the day, but with like a little little bit of bread in there, a little bit of dough. Probably from the the doughiness is probably from the OG. But yeah, it's like a banana bread or like a banana donut, something like that. Banana cream, it smells nice. Just clean this piece first dab on it. Since it's cleaned anyways, I mean I've taken dabs on this piece already, but this is the first one since I cleaned it. So we can kind of show the tornado function without a dab and with a dab. Oh yeah, this stuff's like, seems a little bit more dry than normal, but whatever. All right, here's with no dab through it. You got that, oh, I think I need more, need more water in there. That's okay, fuck it. We'll go for that little bit lower water level dab. I don't care. Cause it's low temp, taking this at 480. I'm gonna have a good day. I'm gonna take more than one dab today and just enjoy some low temps. Once you put a dab through it though, all the bubbles, you can see the whole tornado like come to life basically. Oh, wow. <coughs> wow. <coughs> Jay's amazing. Wow. I'd probably put a tiny bit more water in there. I made this cap last night. It just came out of the kiln. I was supposed to make someone an RBR spinner cap. I accidentally made him, made him a regular spinner cap. <coughs> but then I made him the RBR spinner cap too. But <coughs> <coughs> That's why I'm using this though. <coughs> These new ones are sweet though. They're tight. The noodles are a little smaller. Yeah. I feel they're really good. Wow. So that was like a really... I mean... The first time I ever smoked like banana of like anything when it came to weed, like it really reminds me of what I just smoked here. It just overwhelming like banana flavor and it's always it's always surprising. You're like, whoa, that can taste like that? That's probably one of the funnest things if you've grown up in an area where it's just a lot of mids and uneducated people about cannabis. And then you come out west and you go to a few dispensaries, meet a few locals, and all of a sudden you start tasting all these different flavors of things and you're like, Oh my god, like this is incredible. Like you, if you're someone that enjoys like flavor, like, and you are like kind of have an addictive personality when it comes to trying all the flavors, like the high thing I was never chasing. I never was, cause I always got stoned from weed. Like getting stoned was just like, you know, like it's like when you eat dinner, you get full, you know, when I taste these terps, I'll oh shit, I get high. But that for me, like, that's what it was. It was all the flavors and stuff. Um, even when I was getting midsy stuff in New York, you make the best out of it until you get the best, you know, it's really what it is, but wow, a really wonderful banana flavor on that banana OG from laser cat. It was their premium live rosin. Open a fresh thing of turp swabs here. Get this cleaned up and we'll hit this uh, honey jar recycler. Man. I have not been smoking a lot of hash lately, and when I do, I get so fucking stoned. It's really awesome. There's, I, there was a while there I was dabbing hard again, and I was not getting that stoned from it. 
mean, I would on the podcast because it'd be like four or five dabs within like 40 minutes, which for a dad, that's a lot, you know? Dads can't be doing that many dabs. At least not, not me. I'm not qualified. I'm really stoked doing these uh, joints. And this one's not grinded. This one's just raw right now. But the ones that I sold were grinded. Because um, I have like, I bought all the grinding tools. Um, and I've just been doing handmade, hand ground. Just making them a little extra special. And, you know, basically handmade from the ground up. The honey jar recyclers, there's just completely, every part was made and shaped for it. I mean, same with the RBRs and stuff too, but there was no like pre-made joint or anything. Um, like on the clear RBRs, like on these bubblers, um, like this 18 millimeter joint, we buy the joint and then we build a perk off of the joint. So it'd be like, um, I don't even know how to explain, maybe like, buying a house and then building a deck off of it kind of thing. I don't even fucking always use construction shit because it's the only other thing I know. Um, but yeah, so like with the clear stuff, we buy these like factory joints and then the joint that's on uh, right there on the 18 mils, that joint, we buy those and then we create a bowl on top of it. And like eventually when life's less tactic and I find more balance. Believe me, guys. I'm sure my YouTube channel will turn into a lot of lesson-based stuff and all that. And we'll also have the podcast on there. It'll just be a lot of things. But everything takes fucking time. A lot of time. And I'm in no rush. Because what I find is, is I can rush and get things done quicker. But then my life goes by a lot quicker. So I'm trying to slow down some aspects of it. And like have ambition. But also have some idea of what's possible in the time frame I'm allowed. Um, and basically, I'm going to keep doing everything I'm doing. I know my plans, but I'm going to make sure I grow it slow and controlled, not like just like super quick because I feel like I'm going to miss my opportunity. Like, I got to stop thinking like that. That's part of why I grind so late and stuff because I always feel like if I don't do it now, like I'm going to miss my opportunity. And when I'm older and like when I'm a failure, like I'm going to just like be so angry that I didn't try harder when I was younger. Like, cause I'm terrified of like, Cause I've seen people work their whole lives and then have nothing as adults, like just lose it all and like be, it's, it's hard. It's really hard for people. So I'm really trying to avoid all that as best I can. You know, you can't avoid everything and you can't control your life. Shit happens. But uh, if I can make a really honest effort to do my part so it doesn't happen, then I will. All right. 10 millimeter honey jar recycler. A lot smaller than the 14 mil honey jar recycler. Um, I do not have one here because I gave mine away. Um, but yeah, definitely like a lot smaller, more of like, I would say an oil piece for sure with the size. I used to do the perks with the slits facing up. I honestly still might prefer that, but a lot of people wanted them facing down for years. So I'm doing that with the new ones. Um, with the slits facing down, just makes more of a chug. Uh, with the slits facing up, it's just more of like a direct pump into this line. So I would explain it this way. With the, with the Bane, Bane, I bet you five bucks one of my employees walks through that back door right now. Who is it going to be? Who's here? No, no one texted me. We'll see. Someone, I bet it's Cormac. He'd be the only one. Brandon wouldn't do it. Um, all right. <clears throat> what if it was Brandon? That'd be hilarious. Bane, enough. Oh, he's totally going to walk in on me. I guess I'll keep talking. 
All right, so the big difference with the slip facing down compared to facing up, I notice, is when they're facing down, there's this bane. Holy shit, bro. Guy, enough. With the slits facing down, it's like this, it's forcing all that energy to the bottom of the can that it bounces up and then into the uptake. So all that energy just smashes the bottom of the can and hooks up and then goes into the uptake. So it creates like a very chaotic, like kind of like explosion of water and air inside the main can. And then there's a suction that's happening here. This little part's like a straw. So all this explosive energy is happening with that perk facing down. And then this straw, as all the splash is trying to rise, this straw just grabs it and sucks it up and then condenses the smoke and water into this line and then pumps it into here and spins it and drains. Um, the honey jar recycler follows the format of a more classic recycler, at least what we know as a recycler, where it pumps the water through a condensed line up into a funnel that then drains down back into the base. So um, with the slits facing up though, and this is a preference thing, but with them facing up, it's like a jet engine shooting all of its energy directly at this tiny condensed area. And then it, all that energy blasts out and spins way harder. I think with the slits facing up, the water spins more aggressively than with the slits facing down. But water still spins, still does the tornado and all the fun stuff. Um, I haven't taken a dab through this, so the first dab should get the tornado going. And let's see if the water level feels good with a carb cap so we don't have a repeat of the last dab. We're just sit here, it's right here. I think that could use a little more water. So I'm gonna do that. So you got the nail on there and everything. Guess no one's coming in. Maybe that was the wind, or someone like stealing something out of the side of my house. Either way, I'm not worried about it. You guys good? Man, no one fucking texts me. All right, sweet. Just over here, too high, hearing noises, thinking people are here. It's pretty cool, you know. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, that feels better. Sweet. Um, all right. Let's open up this GMO. See what this is all about. I haven't drank any of this smoothie. Holy shit, there's a creaky stool. I'm sorry. You guys good now? Not freaking out anymore. Well, hopefully this lava looks like it always used to look. Maybe things are changing though. Oh no, this looks great. Oh, it smells great too. And we'll we'll take some shots of this so you guys can check it out because this is some pretty stuff. It's like jelly. It's like little golden yellow honey. And then when you scoop into it, it's like jelly. It really looks like jello that didn't set in the fridge fully you know you couldn't wait so you took it out but really it's just jello soup it just has like little chunks of stuff that's kind of like jello in it but mostly liquid that's what this is jello soup oh that's beautiful
This is the real deal right here. I mean, some people aren't a fan of the lava because there's a process of warming it a little bit to like get it to, I think, this consistency. But I don't give a fuck. It doesn't butter up. Lava stays the way it is, and it's terpy. So if you don't respect your hash, you should just buy lava because you'll forget it out in a coffee table because you got too high that night, but you'll wake up the next morning, and it'll still be lava. You leave some fresh frozen out on the table overnight, you're going to wake up, and you got a big old jar crumble. Um, not always, but sometimes certain strains dry out much quicker than others. Okay, let's warm this up. I'll post a function video. Well, the function video might already be posted by the time this is up of the 10 millimeter clear honey jar recycler raging. I'll do like an up close video dabbing or something. Cause on the podcast, like sometimes it's like hard to like really see. And this thing only has one dab through it. But I'm telling you like, even the way the one perk is in this one with the holes, the round holes, like they're like chopping the water so much that it's, I feel like this one that this one that I kept, this one doesn't like spin as hard as like the other ones that I made do. The other ones I made are shredding, but this one just doesn't seem to spin as hard. And I swear to God, it's the fucking it's the holes in the perk because like I've looked over the whole thing trying to figure out why it doesn't spin as hard as the other ones I made with my other perks because I had to build a jig for my bigger saw so I could actually cut small slits in these tubing without fucking anything up. Um, cause I bought a brand new saw to cut these new perks and it doesn't cut them good. That makes these like round holes and I'm like, that ain't going to work. So I'm like, I guess I'm not using that brand new saw. I'll just put it over there. And then, um, so then I looked at it and I was like, okay, I got my really big, nice saw. I was like, but I'm gonna have to build some sort of jig to hold the perks. So when I'm cutting it, it doesn't like, cause if on these bigger saws, if you like move the glass sideways at all while you're cutting it, like it's going to explode the glass, like shit's going to break. Something's gonna break. You're either gonna break your super expensive saw blade or you're gonna break your perk. And then have to keep putting more perks on the saw and you have to make the perk ahead of time, let it cool, get it out of the kiln and then cut it. So it's like a whole process. You don't just like, oh, let's grab a new one unless you have like a bunch prepped, but I'm not that smart. So, and plus every perk is made for every piece. Every piece is unique. They're, they all follow the same design and format, but like each one's special. Um, Let's see the temperatures on this before I keep fucking talking. It's still pretty hot, but I just want to know where we're at here. Oh, it's hot still. It's definitely hot. But yeah, it's weird. I think that what's going on with this one literally is the perk holes. It's so weird how much like I see, because I see certain people's recycler designs and I'm like, oh, if you had the perk like this or a different perk, like if the perk was set up just a tiny bit different, that thing would just rage. Because... Typically with recyclers, it's not so much the layout of the drains or the uptakes or any of that that it's the engine inside the recycler. A lot of people will be so focused on proportions, but then they'll just throw like a two-hole diffy in there. And I'm like, man, it's you can get away with a two-hole diffy on anything. It's a great perk. I'm not hating on the two-hole diffy. I'm just saying if you have a bigger recycler or a more complex recycler where the water has to make more twists and turns... Well, you better have an engine that can power that fucking water in a way where, you know, it's actually going to function or not make you fucking have a heart attack from pulling so hard to get it to function. Nah, I'm taking this at 480 again because that just seems to be the right temp today. Ooh, that was a good sound.
GMO. Oh my god. It's dry. So this one. This one fucking. Does the tornado almost like when you're done pulling on it. Which is what recyclers will do a lot of the time. But not my recyclers. Mine like usually you're pulling on it and it's doing a tornado. So that's why when I made this one. I made two of them like this. I have a second one. So I have two of these I'm not selling. <coughs> Functions great, beautiful piece, but <coughs> it doesn't <coughs> spin the way I want it to spin. And the perk doesn't feel the way I want the perk to feel. These are the really fine things when it comes to buying even a knockoff or a knockoff um, inherently sounds like an insult. I would say a to, when buying a inspired version of my shit there's these really like fine simple things i'm not saying any of it's complicated but they're refinements because i've smoked them so much and you're not going to have that in ones that you buy from someone that hasn't put the years and years and years i have into my designs um so i don't want to say knockoffs i'm not trying to insult anyone i got no hate for anybody at all i don't have time for that i got three-year-old I have no time for hating nobody. I only got time for changing diapers and getting yelled at. You know, it's about it. And making glass. So, <coughs> smoking a lot of weed. But, <coughs> yeah. Um, so, I put the time into trying to, like, refine these things and really find what I do and don't like. Um, I'll, like I said, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll see the official video of the ones that are, like, finished with the perk properly and the spinning properly. But I thought this was kind of like a cool thing to bring up on the podcast, just showing like like adjustments I've had to make because facing the perk down and having a new saw, I've had to adjust a couple things and the new ones are on point though. And they have these, the sandblasted logo, you know, because we have some older pieces that have the classic uh, fire on borosilicate um, decals, which you fire on in the kiln. I've have older pieces from like five six years ago people are soaking in like alkanox and crazy shit like really strong like cleaners and it's like fading the decals which is a total bummer so i'm like this is why we've gone to sandblasting like i, I was like okay like long term if someone uses like some crazy ass cleaner that like would like strip skin off a human it's gonna like strip the glass uh, pigment off the glass um because it's like baked on like pigment so, yeah, that's why we switched to sandblasting too, because it's on there forever. It's all engraved on there. Oh, this one's not sandblasted. Okay, let's go back. Check it out. There's sandblasting on this one too. Holy shit. That GMO, though, got me kind of fucking stoned, to be honest with you guys. Super smooth. Tasted kind of like gassy, burnt rubber, everything you want, you know, all the things. You want your weed to taste like things you can't taste in real life. Like, you can't go drink gasoline or taste burnt rubber, but you can if you smoke hot fire weed. Like, that's why sometimes when someone's like, I got this lemons or like the super lemon haze or something, I'm always stoked on any weed, but I'm like, yeah, I can taste lemons. I can go get some from the store. 
but I can't taste this turp. It's only weed turp. So that's why I like uh, all these like more like gassy OG strains because the the fun thing about weed for me now is like tasting terpenes that you can't really find anywhere else. Um, I always like to think of it like you ever buy those Harry Potter jelly beans back in the day. There's some normal ones in there, but then there were some ones that were real fucked up. And I like to find those real fucked up jelly beans and just try them out and see what happens. It's as close as I'll do. That's the most extreme thing I'll do. That and investing money is probably the most extreme thing I do. I won't get on a roller coaster. I get motion sickness. I'm very sensitive to movement like that. I just stare at fire and stand still. That works for me. Holy fuck. What an episode, though, guys. Chatty Cathy took a few dabs couple dabs I feel great from it smoked a bowl and talked about a lot of shit wow that last Sunday sale was huge and very overwhelming um my god trying to get the amount of pelicans we've had to source for the amount of pieces it's been a real oversight the world we were ready to do the job the world wasn't ready Pelicans, we've had to wait for certain ones to become available, but everything's going to go out, but some things are about three, two to three days behind, but anyone that's two to three days behind on their shipping date, because everyone has their estimated shipping date, if it's two or three days past that, just know that you're getting hooked up with all the goods, and also just know you can hit me up for a refund before I even ship it. If you're like, dude, I said it would be shipped by this day, I want my money back, it's no, no big deal. You just let me know. That way I can take care of it before we ship it. Because I totally understand. No one's like that, been like that with me. But I really want to be clear about that shit. Because I'm not trying to fuck out over anybody. I'm not trying to screw anyone over. I'm not trying to take advantage of anybody. I'm just trying to make something and offer it to people. And I'm grateful if they buy it. I don't want to be the person at the end of the day that you are furious at. Because you feel like I fucked you over. So please, if you feel that way, you know, and you don't have to be aggressive. Like, oh, is there any way I get my money back? And we're going to be like, yes, yes, absolutely. No problem. Because Evan doesn't sleep. So he makes sure that I work enough to just refund everyone and still keep working. That, that's how much you got to work. You got to work enough to pay for everything twice. And um, that's what my grandparents told me, but they fucking lived in, not my grandparents, technically my dad but his parents he was yeah i don't know the lessons they taught him he put it down to me my my grandparents i didn't know him super well because i was pretty young when they passed but still my dad does a good job at teaching me things but i'm too stoned to get into that and this is the end of the episode so i hope you guys have a great day this is episode 72 or something i have no fucking idea i'm so stoned i haven't been this stoned in two weeks have a great day everybody this is the what's better buddy podcast Sign up for that newsletter. I keep on talking, but I'm not going to. Is there any weed in here? That's beat. That's so beat. Ew. Oh, gross. Oh, my God. No.